We're a unique podcast for families of faith, produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I am your co-host, Pastor Brad Mathias, and I'm here in the studio with Robert Beeson. Hello, Brad. How are you? I'm, I'm splendiferous. You don't seem it. You don't have the energy or pep you usually have. Well, that's because you've chided me in the past. Chided you? <clears throat> I've been working on my vocabulary. Can you tell? Mm, yeah. Splendiferous. Chided. chided. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So, uh, for Thanksgiving... We're doing a special podcast, just you and I. We're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Yep. And we're going to maybe help some parents. That would be great. That's kind of our intention, right? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, you know, Robert, I know for most parents, Thanksgiving is uh, one of those really tricky holidays. Hmm. Because you've got uh, a certain number of days available to do a lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, I thought about it. For my own family, it seems like you're either going or coming somewhere, and you're you've got just enough time to get there, kind of unpack, set up camp, cook, have a meal, go shopping, go to the movies, pack everything back up, and drive home. Like four yeah. or five days. Mm-hmm. It's true. And so there's, it's not like really a rest. Not at all. Not right. At all. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving isn't like a, a restful holiday for most people. It's true. Which is a shame because that's kind of, I would think, the intention. Right. Yeah. The original of, intent is yeah, to sort of the pause, pause. that refreshes. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. And so uh, I was thinking about as we went through kind of the fall season. I know you as as well as I and everyone I know, especially at church, everyone just seems to continue to add to their schedule. Hmm. There doesn't that's seem true. to be a pullback ever. No. Like I can remember even just five years ago that there seemed to be even at our work. You know, here at iShine. Like, we would have a break. It would slow down. And certainly in the music business, it basically all just kind of comes to a halt. Thanksgiving is like the beginning of it really just tailing off. I know if you're in retail or you're in kind of businesses like that, it absolutely, that's when everything is elevated. But you're right. For us, and, and, you know, we're not launching tours. We're not filming television necessarily. We're just all kind of slowing down. So, Yeah. And I noticed that about five years ago that window of slowing down changed started to shrink didn't yep, it yep it sure did yeah like it was a it was almost a ghost town here in franklin tennessee mm-hmm. for the month of december really yep. i mean you you barely took meetings you didn't really have lunches or coffee you couldn't schedule cuz people were either out of town or they were taking time off or right. whatever yeah and it hasn't that, been that way lately. No, it hasn't <laughs> in fact <laughs> no. in fact i can't imagine i can't remember being busier exactly yeah and i i'm not sh- I'm not going to be able to, you know, just between the two of us, uh, make a sort of a principle out of that. But I'm going to guess that most of our listeners can identify with what we just shared. I think you're right. Yeah. I think life is speeding up and filling up and 
Technology has made things more efficient, which means we can do more stuff. And when you get into this season, if you're um, if you're a stay at home mom, or even just actually not just if you're a parent, this is when everything starts getting to a climax because your Thanksgiving marks the beginning of. Or do you have all your gifts? purchased are you going to decorate for christmas are you going to have a christmas party so everything is like not only is it the normal craziness of whatever your vocation is but then added to it is the expectation of delivering an amazing holiday season and so that puts an exorbitant amount of pressure on parents to okay now we got to really kind of change modes and our house has got to be completely redecorated from top to bottom and that's a lot of pressure it is a lot of pressure you know i think uh for me, as a parent, uh, I have a lot of mixed feelings about these holidays. Thanksgiving and Christmas are, are sort of back-to-back, squeezed together. This idea that I want to spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to honor my relatives, my in-laws, my family. And I need a little time for me. Mm. And so there's this uh, sort of tug of war, if you will, on the, the push and pull of, of the available time I have. I know this year, uh, and and I know uh, for many families that there just there just isn't a lot of option. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple of days they get. Usually, it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for Thanksgiving. Uh, you got to put up the Christmas lights. You know, yep. you've got to do the shopping on Friday, or uh, you got to have the meal on Thursday. You've got football to watch. You've got a lot of family things that are sort of traditional that you look forward to, and somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, we get sort of shuffled out of the deck. Right. Yeah. So I'd love for this podcast to be a little bit about uh, kind of re-examining why we have Thanksgiving Mm. uh, and maybe reminding parents to um, actually plan to not do something. That sounds like a contradiction, but I really think that's an essential part of of a parenting journey. And uh, it might be helpful for kids to see that. Mm. Uh, to actually see that there's a value in rest. Yeah. And um, I know for many people, Thanksgiving is also a time of year where they have some really painful memories. Yeah. um, Where they've had a loss in the year or the year that they just went through or the year uh, that they've they've passed. So, like, if you've lost a family member, a spouse, a, a dear friend, and... Or gone through a divorce. Or gone through a divorce. Or uh, I've had real struggles financially. You you kind of look at these holidays as a little bit of an apprehension. Because mm-hmm. you're not sure what you're going to do or how you're going to handle it. Yeah. So uh, the holidays can be uh, incredibly... I mean, if you want to summarize this intro, the holidays can be incredibly stressful mm-hmm. if there's not some intentionality. If it's you, true. If you don't really look at your calendar, think ahead with your spouse and say, hey, these are the options that, that we have. What's realistic for us and what should we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, more than just a guilt reflex, right? Mm-hmm. More than just a we've got to go to aunt so-and-so's because we went to the other family member last year and it's their turn. Right. Uh, there might need to be a little more thought process into that. And so with all that said, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, actually, this is the first year in probably since I can remember living in Tennessee, which has been about 20, 22 years, that we will not be at home for Christmas uh, for Thanksgiving. We're actually going on a family cruise. And nice. when I say family cruise, it's not a just 
our family. It's extended family. So there's a massive exodus of people on our side of the family, my wife's side of the family. They're all meeting in Miami to go on a cruise. So we will actually be at sea on Thanksgiving Day. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Because it's going to be it's going to be really good to be with family and everything. But I have to say that there's a little bit of a bittersweet to it because yeah. I loved Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's absolutely my favorite holiday because it doesn't have to do with us or what we're going to get. It's really about pausing and being grateful for what what we have, and it's the chance to do that together. And so we'll be able to do that out at sea, I'm sure, but not you know it's not going to be exactly the same thing and um it'll be different which is good which is good but um i think for me it's going to be a change in i i guess the the more intimate connectedness that i have always looked forward to in thanksgiving it's going to be more of a you know buffet lines and big you know yeah. whatever which is great it's just um it's just going to be different so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to it being different for a change. Cause I've only known one thing I've you know, always cooked and always had people over and always sat around the table and just took our time and, you know, let's start it. That's when we start listening to Christmas music. And and now with this trip, the day we get back, we are going to have like three weeks until Christmas. And so I'm feeling a little bit of that anxiety about how are we going to get everything done in time and stuff. So, but it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. And it's, it's kind of cool that in a weird, I love cooking, you know that, but it's going to be kind of cool to not do that, to not have that pressure. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you guys are really resetting this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, you hold on to things so tight as, as tradition. And sometimes it's nice to just kind of break out of that. And maybe we'll find we want to go back to that tradition. Or maybe we're going to say, hey, you know what? There's a new tradition. Let's go somewhere on Thanksgiving. So we'll see. How about you? What are you doing? Well, you know, I'm doing the the sort of slow and steady this year. Uh, I I the idea of actually taking a cruise or doing something crazy for Thanksgiving, that's more in keeping with my yeah. past. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, do, we do crazy stuff as a family. Uh, but this year, I'm we're sort of swapping places. I'm, I'm actually sort of settling in. Um, you know, we had a really difficult year as a yes, family. Yes, you did. Uh, we lost my dad, and, and we lost my sister-in-law, Judy. And then we gained uh, four son-in-laws, mm-hmm. right? So both of my daughters and both of my nieces – Got married in the last, you know, 12 to 14 months. And? And we have a grandson. And a grandson. Yeah, we yeah. have a grandson. So, all of a sudden, like, we've got this big extended family. You know, we've double, tripled the family. Yeah. So, uh, we're starting that process of, of really understanding, okay, well, some of us can be at some place, you know, yeah. for just a short period of time. And so, how do you coordinate that? I have a daughter on the east, uh, you know, kind of on the east, and then mm-hmm. one daughter on the west coast. And, you know, you've got nieces in you know uh, north carolina and you, everybody's scattered and so all of a sudden that tradition of sort of gathering has an even deeper meaning mm. uh than before so we felt like this first year after losing uh woolly and uh and judy that we needed to sort of be together mm-hmm. uh, because we really all that stuff started uh at thanksgiving last year you know i heard cancer and uh, all the things that we found out so i think for us uh it's going to be difficult to just have a light and exciting, you know, tri- uh, time at Thanksgiving, it's going to be a little harder. But I do think uh, the principle of Thanksgiving, the idea of gathering as a family, being together as you go through life, I think that endures. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do a cruise in a year. 
You know, I think right. that's a great idea. I'm going to find out how this goes for you. Yeah. Because uh, the idea of not having to cook, you don't have to do dishes, you're being served, you're actually resting. All the things I just said 10 minutes yeah. ago are true. Right. Like you're actually pausing to refresh. Yeah. And you're with your family. Right. And so I'm sure it'll have its own uh, challenges, its own uh, stresses, if you will, but they'll be different. They won't be as expected or as usual. So That's one of the things I do like about going on a cruise is that you have no choice but to unplug. Like there's no, you can pay for Wi-Fi. You can, but you like really can't talk to anyone. You're just there with who you're there with. And I'm looking forward to that. What you said struck a chord to me because this is, um, I'm reminded that this trip that we're taking is the final trip before my family starts splintering. My daughter, the uh, after we get back from the cruise, my eldest is moving to Colorado within two weeks. So she wanted me to be here for Christmas. So this will be the last time we were all together in one place. My middle daughter is moving to Chattanooga in January. And so it's, it's kind of bittersweet in that way too. Like this is actually like maybe the last time that we know that we're all going to be in one place. Cause after this becomes more complicated, like, do I come back from Colorado? Do we go out, you know? So yeah, I'm going to enjoy it while we have it. Yeah. And I think you're really wise to seize that moment. Uh, I think you'll, you'll have no regrets for that. I I believe that going into it. Yeah. I'm not really apprehensive about it. I'm more just um, want to treasure it, you know. And I think that's the thing about almost any holiday is you have to be intentional about intentional about finding things to treasure. Um, because if you don't, you can get really lost in just the mayhem of everything. And so, you know, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is, is taking time to just be thoughtful about how important and valuable these moments are um, to be treasured. So I'm going to definitely be doing that. Yeah, I think I really uh, I look at Thanksgiving as this opportunity for parents to uh, connect with their kids, um, pull away from their schedules, really slow down. Even if you're busy, at least you're doing something together as a family yeah. rather than everyone being scattered during a normal day, you know, school, work, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you can be together. And I think for parents, this opportunity can be lost if you're not careful. Uh, I can remember, uh, being tempted and I'm not going to accuse anyone of anything, but I can remember being tempted to just watch football, (laughs) uh, and sit on the couch and just eat. How would that be anybody else's fault, but yours? You don't want to mention any of it. Well, I'm I'm just saying that it's possible that I've seen that before. Ah. That I've I've seen that modeled, perhaps. Oh, okay. okay, I get it. So I was tempted to do the same thing as a parent. And I remember... Uh, just sort of rousing myself, you know, getting myself up off the couch and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go play with my kids. Mm-hmm. I have this couple of days here that you get every so little. Yeah. Um, and I want to go where they are. And yeah. so I, I inserted myself into a PlayStation game. I, I got them to come outside on a walk. We threw a football and a Frisbee. We, mm-hmm. you know, we sort of made something. We did like some kind of cooking contest. Uh, they introduced me to some crazy card game. You know, we, it takes a little bit of an effort for a parent to sort of insert themselves right into that environment with their kids. Well, I would encourage parents to make that effort. I think that's an incredibly important distinction to, um, a lot of times we're so wound up in like our family and tradition and whatever, um, it, whether it's a holiday or not, I think it's good to go, okay, where are are my kids living? Meaning, is it Xbox? Is it cooking? Is it throwing a football and inserting yourself into their world instead of 
anticipating or expecting them to come into your world and sit in front of the television and watch football or whatever. So I think it's a, I think it's a great bit of advice and it's something that, that doesn't come naturally. It's like not something that right. it just pops. Oh, I should go and do this with yeah, Skylar no, or whatever. It's intentionality. You have yeah. to go, okay, what's important to Brennan right now? I'm going to go put myself where Brennan's at and not expect Brennan to come to me. And mm-hmm. Same with Zara or my any of my kids. And so that's a great reminder. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, there's a sacrifice for the parent. Yeah. You know, that's saying, I, I'm going to delay what I want to do in this moment. And I'm going to invest in this opportunity with my kids. I would encourage parents. So I'm a grandfather now. I can speak sort of old and wise and all mm. that. <laughs> um, really glad that I did insert myself as many times as I was able to in these sort of family traditional moments, my kids now have sort of memories of playing football. Uh, they call it $5. If you caught the ball, you got like quarter, you know, if you got on the first bounce, <laughs> that's really dying. great. And so we, had, we sort of made up these games uh, and now they want to, they want to keep playing them as adults. You know, uh, it's sort of this fun sort of family tradition. I'm curious, every family develops their own traditions uh, I have one that I do that I'm famous for in my home. And uh, the kids actually kind of have a love-hate relationship with this. Tradition. You're yodeling? Not yodeling. No, okay. I am Swiss, but I, I, I don't yodel. So what is it? What is your... I ask everyone around the table to share before we eat. So well, you just took mine. Well, I mean, I think it's a common one, right? <laughs> so it's not just ours, but I mean, there's this moment where they know every year I'm going to call on them. What are you thankful for? Yep. Caleb hates this. My kids hate it too. Yeah, yeah. But Jessica's we go around the table dying and say, to do it. Jessica's got notes, man. She's written out like three pages of things she's thankful for. Caleb just wants to crawl under the table. And but what a great discipline there. to go around yep. the table and everyone has to say something they're grateful for. I know it's simple, but it's kind of important, right? I think it's really important. It's not It's not only important for you as an exercise to find things that you're grateful for or thankful for, but it's also really good to share that in a community. Because as you hear those things, you just kind of realize that even though things may be difficult, even though losing a father or a sister or you know a divorce, whatever it is, there are still things to be thankful for. And, right. Um, not only saying it, but hearing those things really help the mood of everything. So I, I, I love that tradition. That's what we do at the table as well. I would encourage parents to do that. I think it's it's easy. It doesn't require a lot of right. You don't have to set up. Yeah, but it's, it's just you know you got to be prepared to endure an awkward moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be uh, some resistance. It's going to be uncomfortable, yeah, especially if you have teenagers. There, there's going to be a little resistance. So. Yeah, eye rolling and yeah. Oh come on. And if you invite a guest, you know, don't stop doing it. Exactly. You know, no, we don't. We, yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, a sacred thing, hmm. if you will. Okay, so that's one tradition. I know another tradition for a lot of people is this idea of getting up very early in the morning, maybe not going to bed, you know, Thanksgiving night, and then going shopping mm-hmm. on, on Black Friday. I know that's sort of faded a little with Cyber Monday and the new, you know, digital transformation of sales, but I think there's still a hardcore remnant of people. I will, I'll go a step further. I actually think, and I don't necessarily like this, but it's crept into Thanksgiving evening. It used to be you stay right. up and yeah. wake up and go shopping really early. Now you've got like Walmart or Target starting at three o'clock in the afternoon on Thanksgiving or four o'clock and now they're all trying that? to want I know. And so everyone wants to get off and, you know, get in line to get the first flat screen. They've only got three at $300 or whatever it is. And that's kind of sad. 
But I do like the energy that it creates of doing something together because it's seldom in a Thanksgiving setting is it one person saying, I'm going to go shopping for Black Friday. It's typically in twos or threes. For us, it's the women. It's definitely not me <laughs> or the kids do with their friends or whatever. So there is something community about it. I don't completely hate it. I just don't like the fact that it's infringing on the – it's almost the antithesis of being grateful. It is, and that's why I kind of brought yeah. it up. Um, I think so for Thanksgiving, there's this unique uh, dichotomy, uh, juxtaposed. I'm saying I'm using my big words. Big. This idea that you have this gratitude moment immediately followed Let's go get more stuff. by this mass commercialism, right? <laughs> yeah. This like selfish, sort of compulsive, you know, insatiable desire to have more. Hmm. And our our entire marketing, the entire marketing mass of the world pushes us in this moment to go mm -hmm. buy. It compels us to want more. Yeah. And so it's like our culture is attacking this holiday. It's really mm. weird if yep. you think about it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So as a parent, you, especially if you have younger children or preteen, uh, early teens, whether you're single or married, it doesn't matter. You're going to have the same battle. And the battle is how do you capture a moment of gratitude and then hold it? Hmm. through the early part of Christmas into Christmas. Hmm. Do you have any ideas on that? Any suggestions? I think, it again, it just comes back to being intentional about your thought and your perspective. Because if you – I am a firm believer that you will find whatever you look for. And so if you are looking for things to be thankful for, or if you're looking for things to be generous with, you'll find those things. But if you're just kind of naysaying and looking at, oh, this – there's going to be negative about everything. If you look for the negative, you're going to find it. There's plenty of it. Sure. So I yeah. think to me, it's more about how we frame the things that we do and how we frame the opportunities than it is about the opportunities themselves. So with going shopping with someone or like it, even looking online, like do it together. Just be intentional about taking whatever it is that's coming our way and make sure you're just not doing it yeah. alone and, and frame your thoughts as being, as being grateful for having the opportunity to even do that. Yeah, I'll tell you one of the things that that was has been really helpful for me. I'm not, and I won't even say this for my kids. I'm just to say for me mm -hmm. as a parent, because like, we get sucked into it too, right? I yeah. mean, as a parent, you want to provide for your kids. Like yeah. you feel that, especially if you're dad, absolutely, you just want to make sure they have the coolest Christmas ever. You want to make sure they have the the stuff they really want. And you start adding that up in your head with a calculator. You got three, four, five kids. I mean, you're you're looking at thousands of dollars pretty quick. Yep. And so, uh, for a dad, I think this can sort of really stress us a little bit. Like, how am I going to do that? How am I going to provide? So we can get kind of sucked into that as well. And one of the things that my mom made us do, which now, other than wearing all the same sweater for the picture, like she really <laughs> actually did. I had that mom, you know, she, I know you do. Yeah. She, I mean, and, I and they weren't mom. pretty sweaters. I, know, these were something else. Well, in the eye of the beholder. Well, my mom, you know, she has a very distinct <laughs> garish yeah. color. Uh, yeah. She loves leopard skin and, and zebra print <coughs> and things like print, that. Yeah. yeah. Any animal print will do. And not camo. We're talking, you know, yeah. Italian. Anyway, we, we, that tradition of wearing sweaters, I think I'm seeing a therapist for still, but uh, there was another one she did while we were wearing the sweaters. We would go volunteer at a food bank on Thanksgiving That's Day. That's great. Yeah. Um, or that morning. 
Right. Like there would be uh, home deliveries of Thanksgiving yeah. meals to the, the homebound people. And I remember having to get up and hating that and going to this place I'd never been to, some kitchen of some church or some food pantry. And there'd be all these people I didn't know, and we'd all have to put on gloves and work in a line, you know, and we're handling food, right? And within an hour or two of that, I begin to see the people that were coming in that needed food or the, the boxes of food going out. And you start to realize these are real homes, real people that don't have a meal today. Mm-hmm. And they're depending on us to bring that or prepare that for them. I remember as a kid, just the profound flip that created in my little selfish, narcissistic teen mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That there was more to my life than just me and my wants and my, my desire, that there was a world out there. I think this generation today, teens and tweens and young adult college, they really care about social justice, right? Mm, that's true. So I think Thanksgiving has an opportunity in it uh, for a parent to find a local food pantry, a food drive, canned food drive, whatever there is in your community. There'll be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a Take the time to drag your kids down there sometime in that weekend or around Thanksgiving. And I think that's a nice antidote to the whole selfishness I think that's of the great. culture. Yeah. So, uh, that's my encouragement. It helped me as a parent. I'm not even going to say it helped my kids. It helped me yeah. keep my head straight um, while I was dealing with all those pressures. I think that's great. Uh, as you were talking, one of the things that occurred to me, you know that I'm really, really passionate about single parents with our yeah. solo parent society. Um, I would encourage parents out there to think about anyone that they might know that is a single parent and reach out to them and just see if they have plans. And if they don't, invite them over to your house. Oh, that's great. Because it's the holidays are very difficult for single parents for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's either you're alone with your kids or you don't have your kids and you're just alone because the, the kids are at the other parent's house. Um, I remember one um, Thanksgiving that I had to share custody that day. And so in the morning, they were with me and in the afternoon, they went to their moms. And so I was faced with an afternoon of just like, I didn't know what to do. Mm. And um, all alone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was invited over, I believe you invited me over one year. Mm-hmm. Um, another gentleman, Michael uh, Omardian, who's a friend of mine, invited me to be part of them. And I, that meant a great deal. I didn't. Because I didn't, you know, you don't know if you're, if you do have your kids, do you make a big turkey dinner? They may not even appreciate it or whatever. So I'm just saying, if you're a parent out there and you have a nuclear home, find someone and just reach out to them that is a single parent and just see if they have plans. And don't like ask, would you like to, like as a charity kind of whatever, insist. We'd love you to come and be a part of our Thanksgiving. Um, Because that, like you're saying, in giving to a food bank or serving, that is another example of modeling what it is to be Christ to other people and to our kids. So you could do, you can do that and actually serve somebody as well as model something for your own home that we will be a home that reaches out and includes other people that are broken or hurting. So I, I would just offer that as encouragement to those families that are fortunate enough to be intact. Yeah. And I, Man, I, that's such a good reminder. I think there are single people of all kinds it's true. in our life, you it's know, true. whether they're widows, uh, whether they're just people who never married, yeah. you know, who may not have family in the area and can't afford to travel. Be aware. 
Totally. Go th- rack just, your brain and yeah, find just someone. Yeah, like, hey, how can we reach out? This Thanksgiving, I- I'll give you an example. We know somebody um, that's close to one of my daughters that um, was in the foster kid program. He's now a college student. Um, but we're going to be out of town. He has nowhere to go. He doesn't have any family around here. And so it's too late to book him on our cruise. But he just simply asked if he could stay in our house because he doesn't want to be in a dorm right. with everyone else gone. Right. And I'm just, my heart's breaking for him. Cause I'm thinking, gosh, I wish we could do something, but we're going to be out of the country on that day. So another friend just said, please give him my number and let him know that he can come. Cause he literally is going to be, he's not a parent, but he is an adult and he's yeah. a college student. So like you said, rack your brain of people that might be alone this holiday season and reach out to them and include them. Well, I, man, I, I can see uh, that we could go a long time talking about this. Yep. There are uh, uh, as many ways to reach out into your community to express Thanksgiving through action mm-hmm. as, as there are people. I mean, uh, each family can sort of respond in their own way. I mean, even to the point that they put the angel trees up for Christmas about right. that time, right? Yep. You can go to an angel tree almost any gas station, grocery store in the, in the country. In the United States. Yeah, yeah. you can go in there and as a family – you know, on on Black Friday, instead of going crazy shopping for yourself, you can grab an angel tree tag or two yep. and go shopping for those kids as another antidote or offset to this sort of selfish current that comes at Christmas. Yeah. I, I think for parents, it's as simple as just sitting down and going, how are we going to respond? We know it's coming. You know, how, how are we as a family going to maintain our perspective in this season? Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. You know, f- for each family, there are different ways of doing things. Now, I'm going to flip the conversation to the other side. I- I'm going to call this the Southern Living Mystique, all right? Southern Living, if you're not familiar, is this really nice family magazine that comes out in the South. And yes. they have the coolest covers, right? Mm-hmm. They have the most elegant homes with the most perfect meals as like the high def image on every every single edition right they even have a thanksgiving edition i saw a kroger Hmm. i almost bought it had the the menus and the recipes and in every single setting of the pumpkin pie or the dressing and the turkey and this home that's in the background no one has that home right it's perfect no one has a home that perfect because it's a set right it's not a real house where people are just no, it's staged. You know, yeah, it's this utopic sort of perfection, right? And I think you have to be careful because in your mind, you want this to go so well. You want your family to be so in harmony, right? Mm-hmm. And loving and supportive and everybody to be aware and experiencing this gratitude of Thanksgiving. And you have this sort of Southern living sort of ideal in your mind, right? Right. Well, what happens, right? It's not like that. No. In <laughs> fact, it's quite different, right? It's not going to ever be like that because that's not real. No, it's more like Christmas vacation. Yeah, exactly. Meal. It's more Chevy Chase than, right. yeah, than Paula Dean. Yeah, I mean, you're... <laughs> you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel many times like uh, I've lived some of the Chevy Chase uh I think we all have. Yeah. yeah. That's why it was so successful is that we all get it. Yeah, like, exactly. So you could see yourself at that. And I think you have to have a little humor, right? As you go to Thanksgiving. Yep. You, 
you can tell when your spouse and I'm, it can be a man or a woman. This is not, uh, you know, male or female. This is just personality. There's one of you that hangs on too tight, mm-hmm. right? There's one of you that's just wound a little tight and you got to help them as they go into Thanksgiving to unwind just a little. Like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to be what you hoped it would be, but it's right. going to still be awesome. Right. You sort of lower that expectation for the really important. <laughs> right. And that does not mean fix them. Right. <laughs> just, no, no. You should not do therapy. Blah, blah, blah. No. 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 This is just much more like you begin the process of saying, you know, you look first of all, the first clue that this is happening, there are Southern living books mm. in your house. Right. Right. <laughs> and they're see, measuring everything yeah. by that. If you're seeing that, if you're seeing your wife spend extra time on Pinterest, you know. <laughs> if, if, yep. If the recipe boxes are out. That's yeah. the problem for me is the cooking thing. Like if it's not, if I don't nail it. Right. Yeah. So all this pressure so we put on ourselves. We just need to kind of yeah. dial that back a bit. Yeah. So my encouragement is don't forget to chill a little bit. Like there's, totally. you know, loosen the grip just a tad. Okay. That brings me to the last thought. So you are a foodie. You're a chef. You know, what? <laughs> what's your favorite food and where do you go for recipes? <laughs> Um, it would have been nice to have a little preparation on this. Oh, um, come on. Mm-hmm. I know you are cooking all the time. You've got a couple of websites you got to go to. Um, I, t- to be really honest with you, I go, I, I look at three or four recipes and then I kind of make my own. I kind of look at, so I've started creating my own recipe. So I don't, there's not a website that I go to. Um, although, I mean, the, the great thing about the internet now is, is that you can just go interesting ideas for stuffing and, or new recipe for stuffing. And there's all kinds of variations of it that you can find online. I love that process of not just finding, okay, here's the definitive stuffing recipe. I'm looking for something that's a little bit different. So, but I, I love the Thanksgiving meal. I love just the basics. I don't go trippy or, or gourmet. It's just like make it good and make it simple. And so I, I don't know that there is a website that I go to necessarily. It's just kind of, I've over the years just kind of honed in what I do. Got and it. let me tell you the, the secret. I want, I want to great know. turkey. We all want to know the secret to great turkey. Make sure you brine the turkey the night before. Brining is a solution of sugar, salt, fruit, spices, and water, cold water. And you soak the, the turkey in it for eight to 12 hours. Now, is the turkey thawed or is it still frozen? Yes, it's got to be thawed. Okay, so that's the hardest part for most people, right? Is the, getting the thawing. They think it, it just takes a day in the fridge and it takes what? Yeah, like forty-eight days. days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes like a week in the fridge to thaw out a turkey. But once you thaw it, get a like a a trash bin with a you know a plastic bag and a bunch of ice and make a brine. I'm telling you, it will it makes all the difference in your turkey. And there's plenty of recipes to look up for brine, but it makes turkeys moist. It makes them more flavorful. Have you ever done the deep fry thing? I've not. I've not done that. Um, I've wanted to, but I I've just not. I know some people smoke their turkeys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other people do the traditional sort of, you know, pineapple rings and the cherry and that kind of thing. Uh, They do that with ham. Some people do ham and not turkey. Yeah. Um, Well, whatever you do, smoke it, fry it, uh, uh, roast it or whatever, brine your turkey. Okay. That's brine your turkey, Robert Brine your turkey. Yeah. So here's another really important question. Pecan or pumpkin pie? Neither. Ooh. I don't do either. Oh, you don't do either. Apple. Apple pie. Yeah. Okay. Fruit pie. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. But, you know, we have pumpkin. I've just never taken to pumpkin. So the pumpkin spice latte has nothing on me. Like it doesn't. It doesn't have any nothing, power over you. Nothing. Okay. I, on the other hand, will eat a candle that smells like pumpkin. 
<laughs> it's true. I've watched him. <laughs> I love pumpkin, man. I eat pumpkin ice cream. I eat pumpkin anything, man. Mm. Pumpkin butter, whatever. Whatever we got. It's pumpkin. I'll eat it. Yeah. That's all you. I've actually looked at a pumpkin candle of, you know, like, and what does that taste like? I didn't do it, but I wondered. Yeah. Oh, um, that looks like pie. You know, <laughs> smells, smells like, like pie. pie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pumpkin pie for me is, you know, I'm a type 2 diabetic, so I take medicine and exercise to keep that under control. I'm going to cheat. Yeah, I'm going to cheat on pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Well, that's what holidays are for. Yeah, there's, there's a need, right? Yeah, some grace there. I know all of our listeners are laughing, hopefully, uh, as they think about Thanksgiving holiday. You know, at the very end of this, uh, Thanksgiving was a moment that uh, Christians, really, that settled America, took the time to really do what we just described. So think about it. They invited the Indians, the, right. the Native Americans, uh, to join with them in gratitude for God's provision mm-hmm. of food, really, for the winter ahead. I love that. That's a that's such a powerful um, example. It's not just celebrating within their own group. Right. It was inclusive, right? It's inclusive. Yeah. Reach out to our enemies. Let's reach out to those that are not like us. It's a good message. Great. It is a great message, and it can be lost and manipulated and twisted up totally. by our, our modern media. I think for Christians and families, uh, this Thanksgiving, whether you're single, blended, traditional, whatever, it doesn't matter. Talk about a little bit of mm-hmm. the history that this, this holiday has. Don't let our culture be the only voice our kids hear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Well, uh, if you've been listening, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, We're going to be doing a Christmas special in a few weeks, uh, talking about our Christmas experiences as well, and that might be even more humorous. But (laughs) (laughs) we'll hear about uh, how Robert's Cruise went. Uh, We'll find out if it was uh, everything he hoped it would be. And uh, we hope to hear from you as well. And if you would rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, we also have a website, brilliantlybraveparenting.com. You can get our YouTube feed there. You can get the audio a podcast as well. So thank you for listening. God bless you. And I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving this year. Happy Thanksgiving. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. Hey, parents and grandparents, this is Zach Fay, creator of Light Gliders, a digital game world of Christian faith and fun. The critical years to impact kids for Christ are before the age of 13, and kids are spending more time digitally connected than ever before. Like Lighters was created to redeem this time and to encourage faith, values, and meaningful conversations among the kids you care about. Visit us today at lightgliders.com or download the Like Gliders app. 
iShine is a faith-based ministry and media company that looks and feels a lot like a Christian version of Disney. iShine is more than entertainment. We're the producer of the largest Christian tween TV series in the world, a nationally syndicated radio show, a Nashville-based record label, host to multiple live tours and summer festivals, an interactive website and social media, and a provider of printed and digital devotionals, preteen Bibles, and church curriculums. But more than anything, we're a trusted Christian resource for parents and pastors. You can turn to us for all things tween. Check us out at iShineLive.com.